Welcome to Simple Kicking, the show by special teams for special teams. Simple Kicking provides football's latest special teams news, insights, and interviews with kickers, coaches, recruiters, and agents to give players the best chance of success on their career path. And now, your host, former Division I kicker for LSU and Rice University, James Harrison. All right, episode 12 of the Simple Kicking Podcast. What better than to have a Pac-12 roundtable? I've got Blake Mazza and Peyton Henry from Washington State and the UW Huskies. Thank you so much for joining, guys. We'll go ahead and, and get and get and get this thing started with, with the first question. Guys, in 2019, y'all were the most improved kickers in the Pac-12. What happened? I did not know that. I mean, either. Uh, I, I don't know. I would just say uh, cool. just, you know, the year after, you know, going the season that we weren't really, you know, happy with. Um, just wanting to get better, do better, and, you know, work on things that maybe, you know, weren't working so well before and take that and use that as motivation to go out the next year and uh, do better, you know, have a better season and just overall, you know, improve on, you know, the year we had before. For me personally, like I changed my whole approach and mentality to the game. Um, like I came like a, as a freshman, I came with a little bit more confidence and tried going out with a little swag to me or something. Just didn't fit my personality. Um, had some big kicks though. And this season just like tried to really dumb it down and, and keep it cool, calm and collective and just have some fun with it. And, um, I mean, my approach to each kick was like, if I miss it, it's not the end of the world. There's more to life in football. And for me, that helped a lot. So on one end, you have super hard work coming nose to the grindstone, which by the way, is a great song by Tyler Childers. If you like country music, but on the other end, we've got a mentality shift. I think my like work ethic didn't change at all. Um, I think like I can agree with what Peyton said. Like I was, I had some moments where I wasn't happy with my kicking and I missed some kicks in my redshirt freshman season um, that I should have made and took that into the off season, but also worked on the mental aspect as well and completely changed my game. Um, it's something I'm going to yeah, transition. Yeah. Um, transition over into my next couple of years um you gotta have that right mentality it's you know college was a lot different high school football you you know aren't playing in front of a couple hundred people you're not on tv you're on a, you know doing all those things so you gotta just you know flip that switch mentally and be able to come compete you know on the biggest stage because that's you know it's what's needed to um happen especially at you know a pac-12 power five school you got to come in and be mentally sharp and be able to make every kick, um, especially in big time moments, you know, in big stadiums with lots of people in them. Got to come in and be able to do your job or else, you know, you won't be playing there on Saturdays. Big time kicks. They keep you, they keep you playing. That's for sure. And they keep everyone in the locker room happy. So. Why are you smiling so big, Blake? Dude, I'm just like a, I don't know. It's been a good day so far. Had a good workout, leg leg day this morning. It's always good. I mean, it's like you enjoy kicking and you enjoy the process, huh? <laughs> I do. I mean, I don't know. You got to have fun with it. 
this at this stage, like Peyton said, it's big time. You're playing in front of a uh, fifty plus thousand fans, especially when we go over to UW. Fans are soft, Peyton. <laughs> yeah, not a, not a wise thing to that, but uh... Uh, but yeah. So I mean, you gotta have fun with it. Is that what happened in the mindset change? You earlier you said, look, like I went from being serious. I mean, not serious. Went from like kind of that swag. I got this. To wait, I'm just having fun, and there's bigger things in life than just football. Yeah, it's definitely you know, big part of the game is mental. You got to come in to each kick knowing that you're going to make it, or that you're that you can make it, or else. You know what's the point of going out there if you think you're going to fail? Um, so you definitely got to go out there with the mentality and confidence that you're going to make the kick no matter what, no matter what the situation is. You know, late in the game, early in the game, got to go in there and be able to do your job no matter what. You got to have the confidence to be able to do that. Yeah, I think that the confidence just comes from practice and work and trusting in the process and trusting in the work that you've put towards in the weight room on the field because the results will follow. So I guess it's really falling in love with the process and trusting it because once you do that, the kicks will fall through the uprights. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. If you know you get those reps, it'll build up that confidence. But um, one impression I, I kind of take into the games um, that helps with my confidence is just visualizing each kick. Um, you know, each kick that I'll get in a game, right hash, left hash, middle of the field, PAT, uh, doing that watch, you know, visualizing the ball going in between the uprights. Um, that helps me a lot just because I feel like I see the kick before I even take the kick. So it's helped me a lot doing that visualization part, which, you know, I really took seriously this past year. And I feel like it helped me out a lot. Yeah. Keith Duncan was the other Lou Groza finalist with you, Blake. And on the Big Ten roundtable, he talked about the exact same thing, visualizing his kicks, Peyton. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of like two parts. One is, you know, the night before the game in my head, just visualizing uh, the kick, um, you know, from each, each spot of the field, uh, left hash, right hash, middle, PAT, all that stuff, night before the game. You know, just thinking about that or just watching videos of kickers making field goals, you know, at the highest level, NFL kickers, you know, some of the top college guys. And then uh, another part to that is, uh, you know, doing your steps on the field, not even kicking the ball, just doing your steps, getting your angles right, your steps right, um, getting your swing down. That's part of the visualization part that I, you know, take pretty seriously. And I do that. Uh, on the Friday walkthrough before the game, do that um, just to get those mental reps on the field and just visualize, visualizing each kick. So I know what I'm getting before I even take the kick. And it's not even, you, have to, you don't even have to take, you know, that many kicks during the week. You can, you know, cut your reps in half and focus on the visual part as well, which is super important. Yeah. One thing funny, I actually did before each game dude i would put on a robbie gold highlight video and let me tell you the dude's got some gnarly highlight videos <laughs> smooth as anything but i did that before every game what do you notice about robbie that makes you want to watch a highlight film dude is the smoothest kicker in the nfl and you can't even debate it i mean i love it Personally, I think that's, I think yeah, that's where two step approach. <laughs> yeah, he is a two step approach, but I think when you're so smooth and you're and you got that confident mentality, 
money. That's all I can say. Money. Who's your favorite NFL kicker, Peyton? Uh, mine, mine is uh, Giorgio Tecchio, and he's been with me on this whole journey ride. You know, I've kicked with him a bunch over the years, and he's just a guy I look up to. He's a lefty as well. And uh, he's really helped me out with, you know, stuff in life, kicking, college, all this type of stuff, because he's been, he's been through it. So he's been a super mentor for me. You know, he's become a pretty close friend as well. And, yeah, he's just been super cool, super good guy. And uh, hope he gets another shot soon. Well, we're talking with Peyton Henry, who's the kicker at the Washington Huskies, and Blake Mazza, who's the kicker at Washington State. And on this Pac-12 roundtable, it's a place to mix ideas, throw them out there, share secrets, and get to know each other. Out of curiosity, when y'all play every year in the Apple Cup, the the big rivalry game in in the state of Washington, do you guys get a chance really much to to visit with each other? I mean, just a little before the game, yeah. I mean, before and after the game. Yeah, I I we played there this year, and uh, I mean it was like a noon game, nothing crazy, and I tell you what, I will tell Peyton, props to him. That stadium is insanely hard to kick in. Like it is just off the lake and water. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, I was yep. hit. I was hitting fifty yarders. I thought we're piped. Cold. I thought we're piped, and just I'd look and they'd be ten yards right. It was insane. So, props to you, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty hard place to kick, but you know it helps a lot. Just because, you know, you go you can uh, go to any other place in the Pac-12. It's super easy place to kick, and you're like, wow. Yeah. And we get um, some – I appreciate, you know, Kim. Yeah, we get some yeah. pretty crazy wins up here, too. Um, like, if we go down to California, it's easy. Yeah. Easiest place to kick, for sure. Or Arizona. Arizona. One of those schools. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes what you guys have done – in 2019, all the more impressive. You guys are combined 95% in 2019. Back to the improvement to kind of circle around this whole deal, you guys improved 25 percentage points from 2018 to 2019, playing in the most difficult conditions at least half the year. I was talking with Keith about that at the Lou Groza award show. I mean, him were just saying like, just from what he played in, in Iowa, I mean, he's played in some crazy weather games and then me and Peyton's first apple cup at WSU yeah, blizzard. blizzard. I kid you not. You can check out my Instagram. There's a photo I posted. I worst kicking conditions ever. I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah, for like, sure. Three inches of snow on the ground. No joke. So we played in some pretty crazy stuff. So made us better though, for sure. No doubt. Definitely. If you, there's high school guys that are listening that are from Southern California that have never even seen snowflakes. There's people in Texas that don't know what visualization really is. You know, you've got kids, you got kickers in Georgia that all they want to do is hit 50 yard bombs. So they're, they're waiting for your next comment, Blake, to be, Man, I can hit it from 60. I'm, I'm waiting for him to talk about that 60 bomb, that 60 piece. You know, there's young kickers out there. What's the not, What's the advice to those guys? Sure. I think if you probably looked at Peyton and I's stats, 
I mean, even all college guys, majority of our kicks are inside of 45 yards. I've had yeah. four 50 plus yarders. And one thing I've noticed, and I see a lot of people do this is kickers tend to swing 50 times harder when you have a deeper field goal and the result, I promise you every time is not near as consistent as is when you're inside of 45 yards. And I think just like that mentality of no matter the distance, no matter the hash, like same kick, the goalposts don't get any thinner. Don't it's same field, same ball. And I don't know. I think Peyton and I and grown in that aspect a lot since our freshman year. What do you think, Pete? Yeah, I mean, I see it. I see, obviously, kickers, you know, posting on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I hit the 65-yard field goal, and I'm like, you know, that's great and all, but you're never going to attempt that in a game. Um, you should probably focus on, you know, 45, 40 and in so that you work on that consistency, you know, because once you get inside the you know 40-yard field goal, it should pretty much be automatic at this level, or else you, you probably won't be kicking for your team. So, uh, you know, I would just focus on – you know, those closer field goals, that's most the majority of the ones you'll get in the game. You're never going to – maybe you'd get that super deep one at the end of the half. Um, but, you know, I would yeah. focus on, you know, the closer kicks so you're consistent and, you know, just because those are, that's what the coaches are looking for. They're not looking for the 65-yard field goal. They're looking for a 40 and then can you be money on those ones? Can you be 100% on those? And if you're not, then, you know, they won't really put that full faith and trust in you. Yeah, for sure. I think one thing I actually did in season last year was I would divide up my practices. So like Mondays, I would be inside of 35 yards. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I would be 35 to 55. And I divided up in that aspect and took that into my training in the off season um, just to kind of like mix it up and make sure that I was kicking the same way, no matter the distance. And Shoot, I think if I think if younger kickers who are listening tried it, I think you'll definitely see some results. Divide up your workouts, change up your regimen. I mean, it can't hurt. Yeah, I mean, even even with that, you know, you don't have to go out and kick that many, you know, balls in a day during a week, especially during game week. I only kick in practice two days a week during game week. Um, that's compared to last in my first year, I started uh, started, which I was kicking every day of the week leading up to the game, even Fridays before the game. And I think a big part even of uh, my success this past year was just, you know, taking less reps, and pay, you know, focusing on, on them even more. Um, so it's more like quality over quantity. You don't want to be kicking a ton of balls. You don't want to be fresh with the game on Saturday. You don't want to be burnt out, you know. So you got to just take those reps here so that you can practice and the ones that you hit before warming up, you know, just – Make sure they're quality. Don't you don't have to hit a hundred balls a day. Exactly, dude. Ninety-five percent of y'all's kicks came from outside of fifty yards. Outside, yes. And this is taking both of y'all stats from twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. All right, there was four kicks, and Peyton, you had all of those fifty-plus yard attempts. Okay, from 40 to 49 yards, okay, there was a total of 12 attempts between the two of you over the last two years between 40 and 49. From 30 to 39, you guys had 32 kicks 
from 30 to 39 yards. That's what that was attempted. That's 40% of y'all's in-game kicks were from 30 to 39 yards. Yeah. So there's something to yeah. be said about having quality kicks from realistic distances. I've last year I think I had 13 or something in between 30 and 39. And that number just goes to show that when I see these kids in seventh grade, eighth grade, trying to hit these 60 yarders, whatever, it's cool. It looks good for Instagram. It looks good for Twitter. But I'm going to tell you right now, like, that's not what, that's not going to win you the job when you get to college. It's, it's completely different. Um, I mean, the big legs get cool and all, but consistency is what's going to keep you the job. Okay. So that's, you just answered the question I was going to ask you guys both. Tyler Brown, who's the special teams uh, graduate assistant at the University of Michigan, distinguished the difference, in his opinion, from getting a job versus keeping a job. Blake, your answer is consistency. That keeps you the job. Peyton, what has kept you your job as the kicker for the UW Huskies? Yeah, like Blake said, consistency is a huge thing because that means you're consistent. The coaches trust you. They'll put you out there for a kick. And, uh, you know, you're not consistent and you're probably not going to be the guy. But uh, and also another thing that would keep you a job is competing every day. Have the mentality that you're going to be the best guy on the team, that you're going to make every kick, that you're going to, you know, beat out the guy who's coming for your job because every year they'll bring in a guy, you know, to come in and try to take your job, all that stuff. But once you learn how to compete in, with yourself and others, um, you know, have that mentality and you're consistent, then you'll keep that job for as long, you know, as you're there. That was a perfect answer. Love that. Yeah, seriously. That was perfect. There was a scenario where your job was on the fringes in jeopardy of being not your job anymore, of being someone else's. Yeah, I, I never thought about it as, like that. So, I mean, it's, it's a whole mentality thing that you have to just go out and compete with yourself to want to get better every single day, you know, or else that person will take your job. Um, but if you show the coaches, you know, that – it's your job to keep and that, you know, no one's going to take it from you. You got to have the mentality, you know, they'll, they'll put their full, full trust in you and, you know, it won't let that happen. Um, but you know, it's one thing that I, uh, kind of take into it is like, you know, um, fear of like failure, you know, you don't want to let yourself down, don't let others down. Um, so you got to just work your, work your butt off now. So you want to be able to, you know, keep that and be the guy, you know, that's why you, you know, came to college. That's why you walked on. Um, that's why you, you know, stayed there to compete and, you know, you didn't give up, you know, anybody. Uh, you just want to compete, you know, keep your job, be consistent, work hard. So it doesn't happen. Do you think you have a walk on mentality, that underdog feeling that maybe you're not good enough because you were a walk on once upon a time? No, I, n- I never thought that. Um, you know, I was always competing with guys who were on scholarship or, you know, even weren't on scholarship, but, um, you know, it's kind of a good mentality to have because if you think you're the guy and, you know, walk on them, you probably won't, you know, be there for very long. Um, so you gotta, you gotta come in there, be ready to work, you know, not get much recognition. Um, and then when your number's called, be able to come hit that field goal. And then all of a sudden you're competing for the job. You're going to be able to, um, 
beat out other guys on scholarship or, you know, guys who want to come compete for the job. So you got to have that mentality no matter what. Blake, what about you? Once upon a time, you weren't at Washington State. Yeah, so pretty much out of high school, I went to the University of Arkansas, um, walked on there. I had a preferred walk on and uh, knew the senior kicker, um, thought it was the place to be. Um, ended up our coaching staff got fired and didn't enjoy the university enough and didn't feel like that was where I needed to be. Um, so I got back in touch with WSU who talked to me in high school and um, they were graduating their senior kicker, Eric Powell. And I told the coach, I was like, I'm going to compete my butt off uh, to replace this guy. WSU's had some really good kickers. Um, one guy, Jason Hansen, big, big name in kicking right there. He's from WSU. And I mean, I know UW's had some great kickers too. Um, so I think I, I told them and told myself, I was like, I committed without a visit to WSU. I trusted myself that much. And I knew my work ethic and I knew the talent that I had and I put, put all my chips on the table and uh, flew up there from Dallas, Texas um, and just crazy snow weather and worked my butt off through spring, summer, got to fall camp and performed and stayed consistent. Um, and it ultimately got me to job my redshirt freshman year. And uh, since then, it's been, uh, it's been history. This is Blake Mazza. He's the kicker for Washington State. He was a Lou Groza finalist last year. And Peyton Henry, who is the kicker at the University of Washington. This is the Apple Cup podcast, you know, episode 12, a Pac-12 roundtable, whichever you want to call it, whatever flavor you desire. Um, this so far, what we've talked about, guys, is, is the mindset. We've talked about competing. Let's talk about some stories, man. Let's talk about some kicks that really come to mind for you, whether it's a high school kick or preferably one in college. Is there anything that's, that sticks out to us, either of you? Uh, I mean, for a good kick for me, I guess, would be a, a cow game last year. It was a crazy game. It was like a 7 o'clock kickoff in Seattle. Um, all of a sudden, it starts thunder lightning. It's like a – I don't even know how long delay the game gets over at two o'clock, but uh, I came to go four for four last minute of the game, hit a 49 yarder um, to give us the lead. Ultimately lost, but uh, you know, that kick kind of kind of earned me a scholarship. So that one kind of comes to mind when I think of stuff like that. So what time, not in game time, what time in, in real time was it Pacific? Um, when you kick that 49-yarder. Like o'clock in the morning. So, pretty late, I guess, for a college football game. That's ridiculous. Dude, was that the first 1 a.m. kick you've ever had? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. So, it's a 49-yard kick after thunder and lightning in Berkeley. And you smash a 49-yard kick as a left-footed kicker, is that coming from the left hash or the right hash? I was coming from the left hash, so no, probably not my preferred hash. So that's a that's a more difficult hash for left a lefty. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, probably not my my preferred hash, um, but you know, you gotta just perform when your number's called. And you earned a scholarship. You were a walk-on before that kick. You were a scholarship guy 
72 hours later. What about you, Blake? Is there any kicks that come to mind for you that like really stick out that are kind of a crazy, crazy kicking story for you? My retro freshman year, we were Gardner Minshew was our quarterback and um, we were at Stanford and we were ranked 18th at the time and they were 23 or something. And we were going there to their stadium and I had a, with like 20 seconds left, I think I had a 42 yarder to win the game. And I was a redshirt freshman and uh, we ended up winning it. And after that we got moved at number eight in the country and uh, eventually went to the Alamo Bowl right here and set the season in WSU history for most wins. So it was a crazy year. That's one big kick. Well, we've talked about a lot tonight or this afternoon, guys. Thank you so much for joining this this Pac-12 roundtable. I, I really appreciate it. This was a awesome episode. We're gonna have to do this again uh, whenever the season whenever the season begins. Maybe a, an Apple Cup special. No. <laughs> Sure. These are going to be different this year. <laughs> Just wait. We'll see. We'll see about that. All right. Well, thank you guys so <laughs> yeah, much for joining. Awesome. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, appreciate you setting this up.